having built a reputation as the executive chef for the largest luxury hotel in Texas, Andre Natera is a renowned expert in both the food and hospitality industry. Every week, Andre is going to invite the restaurant industry's biggest innovators, entrepreneurs, and experts at running the pass. Alex Gonzalez is the general manager at Next, part of the Alinea Group. He's also an artist. Uh, he's super cool dude, one of the most interesting people I know, but probably really the best service person I know in the industry. So I uh, want to sit down with him today and pick his brain a little bit. We are here with Alex Gonzalez, the general manager of Next Restaurant, which is part of the Alinea Group in Chicago, one of the coolest restaurants in the country. But more importantly, Alex is probably the coolest person I know. You look different. I'm looking at you on Zoom. You shaved the beard. <laughs> Last time I saw you, you had a big, beautiful beard. What happened, man? Yeah, you know, I fell victim to the pandemic. And I think I, I did the opposite. Since I already had the long beard, people who didn't have beards were growing them out. And people who did have beards either kept them or said, you know what? I need a change. I got I to gotta switch things up. And so um, I cut it. And funny story with that, if, if, if I Go may. Go for it. Um, yeah, my, it was actually my son who shaved my face. So. <laughs> As Andre, as you know, I have, yeah, I got, I, my son one day is four years old and, and uh, out of the blue told me, daddy, can we shave your beard? And I, it was late at night and uh, I said, ah, may, maybe not right now, may, maybe later, thinking that he would kind of forget about it. And uh, sure enough, it happened to be on a weekend of mine. And so I had two days with him solid and, and, uh, the next morning he woke up and like mid afternoon was like, Hey dad, we never shaved your beard. Can we shave your beard? And I said, you know what? Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's go for it. So I handed him a pair of scissors. No joke. I thought, I thought you were going to say a straight razor. Thank God. I was like, no, <laughs> yeah. Give him a straight razor. <laughs> I'd have half of my face off if, if I gave him a straight razor. Um, but I gave him some scissors and he went to town and cut, hacked a lot of it off and I finished off the rest of it and trimmed it up. And so, yeah, I just, it was just time for a change. I need to shake things up a little bit and you know, that's how, that's how the pandemic goes sometimes, right? It looks good. All right, Alex, I, I just have random questions. It's random question time. Um, best meal you've ever had? Oh man, that's a toughie. That is so tough. These are not easy questions. Um, <laughs> for the sake of the, the restaurant industry, I'll just go to restaurant meal, right? Mm -hmm. um, I would probably say uh, Michel Bra in France. Probably the, the best technically cooked food I've, I've ever eaten. What's your favorite junk food? Chips. Me too, man. Ah, oh, man, I just, I love me some chips. I love them in all Are shapes you, and sizes corn, and corn chips, like, like Doritos or potato? Both. No. I, some days I have a hankering for the, for the Dorito. I often have a hankering for salt and vinegar chips. Mm -hmm. um, and lately it's been uh, cheddar and sour cream. I've just been like a snack monster with chips. Yeah. Oh, man, I, I love chips. I think <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the chip guy. Uh, yeah, it's, it's the bane of my existence. Uh, I, chips. I hear you, man. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> All right. what, are you what are you listening to these days? Varies. If, man, if pe people, <laughs> people, 
people probably hearing this are like, this guy, there's such random music. Right now, I've been listening to a lot of, uh, a lot of Bad Bunny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, don't even, I don't even know what that is. Is that Wu-Tang? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Is that rap music? <laughs> if it, <laughs> Right now, right now. Is that, is that East Coast or West Coast? I've never heard of that. Is that East Coast or West Coast? What, who is that? Is that the Third Coast? Is that Third Coast stuff? What's going on there? Uh, you you don't know who Bad Bunny is? You know who Bad Bunny is? Mm-hmm. No. Uh, he's a he's a he's a Puerto Rican rapper. That oh, like, I, I I I didn't know. Yeah, that. like Latin Latin trap is what it's I guess categorized as, but. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I've been listening to a lot of Bad Bunny, but then I, I always go back and forth. And this is where it gets really weird and random with, you know, uh, super artistic uh, artists like Bon Iver. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of that uh, lately as well. Tool, it really, really, really varies. But the, the last person I was just listening to literally before we jumped on this was, some, uh, was Bad Bunny. You know, it's it's funny. I I read something recently where it said that um, you'll listen to pretty much for the rest of your life whatever you listen to from the ages of fourteen to twenty two, and you'll just I, you'll you'll carry that with you for the rest of your life. I believe that one hundred percent. I am yeah. I am that I am the embodiment of that. It's it's amazing how I gravitate to just the stuff that I used to listen to around that time and it's what I always it's yeah I, yeah, I, could, li- I, I could listen to the same album that I li- yep. used to listen to when I was 20 over and over again and I get tired of it yep yeah it's a it's a strange thing how, how that works but yeah, it's funny because it. they say the same thing about food so you know as a chef um in the restaurant garrison and you know we have a lot of restaurants here we always want to be relevant to to what's what's in the moment with food so you know we're, mm-hmm. we're always trying to think okay in, in our competitive set or, or you know if we if we want to remain relevant in in the conversation the food that we put out needs to needs to be on that level or else we're not even in the conversation so the the chef in me understands that and, and understands that i have to remain remain relevant i got to read i got to i got to read the latest books or or magazines or be on social media and understand what uh, the very current chefs are are cooking but when it comes to what i want to eat I usually want to eat the things that like my first two chefs taught me, you know, like, like, yeah. like it's, it's like the classics is what I want to eat. It's what my, my early culinary career was is usually yeah. the food that I want to gravitate to that I want to eat. And so I, it's yeah. almost, it's almost, uh, you know, similar to the music thing. Like you listen to, you listen to the same things. Uh, you almost want to eat the same things over and over again. Like that's the more comforting food. That's like the early French restaurants that I worked in. You know, the I want to eat a lobster bisque or a duck l'orange more than I want to eat, you know, the, the modern version of those dishes. Are those your two dishes? What are the two dishes? What are your dishes? Uh, you know, when it comes to soup, lobster bisque or onion soup, like the, like I can't think of, for me, I can't think of a soup that I would enjoy more that's that's the modern creative version more than i would enjoy like a, a really well done french onion soup you know with a crouton with the cheese <clears throat> baked over yeah, uh, you know, yeah. served in a lion's head terrine or a, a really good lobster bisque that's what i would go to over like you 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 know something something crazy modern like fermented nope give me a lobster bisque yeah yeah, yeah. Give, <laughs> give, give me something that i that i've had a thousand times and just do it right and i will choose that 
nine out of 10 times over something else. I crave that. Every time. Yeah. Every yeah. time, every time, every, every time. And you know, same thing. Like, uh, sometimes I have a joke that I say, I said, sometimes I looked at all the pretty food that I made over the course of my career and I say, that's beautiful. And then I go eat a steak. That's really pretty. Let me go have a ribeye. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, what's going to be the death of me personally, probably chicken wings. It's, it's like, I, I, I'm surrounded by this really beautiful food, this really artistic expression of what the, the most supreme XYZ item should taste like at the, at the most, uh, you know, beautiful time of its life. And I say, great. That's perfect. Uh, I'm, I really want some chicken wings though right now, right? Like I go home and I'm like, honey, where are the chicken wings? Can I please have just some standard Frank's uh, hot sauce and, uh, you know, put a little butter in it, emulsify it, and just fry up some chicken wings and just go to town. So, yeah, I totally get that. It's funny. It's like that. It's like that question that, you know, my wife or, you know, you always get asked like, oh, your husband's a chef. I bet you eat so well at home. It's like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I've cooked outside of Thanksgiving <laughs> at home in so long. It's a, you know, it's the same. It's the same question that we would get, like working in front of a house. It, it, like people, pe- guests would go ten courses into their meal. We've got a rapport with the guests. Everyone's feeling a bit more comfortable, cracking jokes back and forth, and. Yeah, we used to get this question, still do when, when we were operating. It's like, oh man, you're, what did you guys eat for like your staff meal? What did you guys, did you guys get to eat this same food? Like you guys must eat amazing. And I would tell, it's like, I turned that into a joke and I was like, yeah, we, we had, we usually have the first 10 courses of your meal, um, the first half of the week. And then the second 10 courses the, the second half of the week and people are like are you kidding me are, that's amazing i'm like no we didn't we don't eat like that like, Wait, i ate a salad out of a deli cup had <laughs> 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 some tuna fish and crackers that's that's usually what i, I don't, eat standing up don't get you know and it's like don't get me wrong like we eat very well here staff meals are great they're amazing but no they're not coursed out meals this is yeah i i I always found that interesting and always would want to turn that into a joke back on people sort of, sort of thing. And I, you know, I, I always found that that was uh, a relaxer for them as well. Cause you know, it's once people start laughing, then, then they, they let their hair down a little bit and they get a little bit more comfortable. And um, it was always a, a really good, really good tool for us. So I knew that anytime I got that question, like there's my in, all right, I'm going to give it to you guys. Here it is. Here's my joke. It's, it's the, the worst question. It looks good. You're, you're back to your GQ you. model days. Um, I'll tell you what, I, I, I don't know where you're at, but it looks like you're in an art studio there. Yeah, yeah. I'm in, in my home. I'm, I'm fortunate, very, very fortunate enough where I had a spare room uh, in my home and I, I turned it into a studio. And so a lot of the stuff that you see in the backdrops there. Some of my work that I'm currently working on, uh, some pieces I have finished off to the side, but yeah, this is, this is my studio. It's where I find kind of my solace and a place where I can just kind of sit down, contemplate, focus, um, and do, do another style of work that, you know, brings me, brings me great joy. So 
We'll get into that because there's a cool story about, uh, you know, how I discovered that, that you were, uh, when you were a talented artist. Um, but okay. before we get into that, tell, tell us, you know, for, for the people that are listening, tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of, you know, how your career got started in food and beverage, how you, how you wound up at the Alinea Group, you know, kind of what your path was. Honestly, all joking and, and kidding aside, the, the, where, where I think it really had a spark for me and where it really did start was growing up, right? Like I was in a house where, and we were very fortunate where my entire family, cousins removed, growing up when I was a kid, we lived on the same block in Chicago in Humble Park. Literally, it was like, you know, we had about five or six houses across the street uh, that we were able to run in and out of and go in the backyards and do all the things and play with other cousins and extended cousins and, and about four four house four houses on my side of the block so it was it was pretty extensive and we were pretty lucky so that every weekend we were entertaining whether it was at our our little tiny apartment that my parents had or my cousin's apartment or another family member and so when it was our turn to to entertain we entertained it was a family environment so i think i got my spark from uh, my spark of hospitality uh, way, way, way back when, and it kind of stuck with me ever since. You went to culinary school, right? Where'd you go? Yeah. Chicago? Is that yeah. where you got your start? Or did you work well, the, prior before that? Well, the funny thing is I went to, um, I went to culinary school in San Diego. Oh, you um, did? So I, I went to, Yeah, so the Art Institute in San Diego is where I started off. After, after my time in the military, I uh, took a little bit of a break, used, used my GI Bill, uh, and put myself in culinary school and started there about two thirds of the way through the program. You know, I, I, I had been gone from home for at that point about six, seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was younger at the time. And so uh, my sister was just having her first child, family was growing, and I felt like I was missing that. So I, I transferred to Chicago, the Art Institute in Chicago. I finished mm-hmm. my studies there, mm-hmm. um, and so yeah, that's that's kind of that's kind of how I really really started. And, and uh, you got your start at, at the Alenia Group right now, correct? Yeah, so I was I was lucky. It's kind of been full circle for me. So I was I was really lucky with my um, with my school. I had a I had an instructor uh, that really saw something in me and um, took it upon herself to reach out to me and and really kind of guide me in the later half of my program, you know, when it was time to get in, uh, an externship, she literally said, Hey, where, where are you going to do your externship? And I, I said, I'm, I'm not sure yet. I haven't figured that one out. So she literally handed me uh, a piece of paper with three phone numbers on the paper. I was, I told her what's, what's this. And so on that piece of paper, she, she then told me that the three numbers were, were for uh, three different restaurants in the city. Moto, uh, that was run by um, Homaru Kantu, RIP. Side note, Homaru Kantu and I went to culinary school together in Portland, Oregon. Get out of here. Yeah, I, I, don't, know if I, I don't know if you knew that, yeah. yeah no, we both went, I never knew that. We both went to the Le Cordon Bleu in Portland, Oregon. He was a little bit ahead of me, but yeah. Wow, wow, what a small world, right? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. That's, that's incredible. The other two numbers, uh, Charlie Trotters, uh-huh. um, and then the third one was Alinea. And so she said, here are these phone numbers, do your research, I'm giving you the contact, I'm giving you the in. By the way, what year was this? This was 2006, 2007. 
So for, for people that are listening that might not know, Charlie Trotter at that point, Homaro Kantu and uh, you know, Grant Atkinson and Alinea, these are like the three giants of the culinary yeah. world in Chicago, especially Charlie Trotter at the time. You know, he was, uh, you know, he, he reigned as king uh, maybe over the United States for a period, right? One of, one of the, you know, the greatest chefs that ever lived, one of the greatest American chefs that ever lived. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So how do you, how do you choose, right? How do you choose when you get, when you get those three names? <clears throat> how did you decide? That was a really, really hard thing is I, I then went home. I literally read all I could about each of these chefs online um, and studied, went to the website, did the whole thing. Um, and I vividly remember being in the campus, the school campus kind of library where, we, where they had computers and I was in between classes doing some more research and it kind of clicked in me. One day I was, I was uh, then looking up uh, Alinea, uh, and re- I, for whatever reason, I kind of gravitated towards them that day and like looking them up and, and reading more and digesting as much as I could. Um, and looking at the websites and, and the photos, I said to myself, I have no clue what any of this is mm-hmm. in looking at the food. That I, I, I can't decipher what's what in some and, of these pictures. And in 2006, um, and, I, I think that's when the, the book I remember also the same thing when I saw it. I was like, my, my brain was melting when I saw some of the food that was coming yeah. out of Alinea at the time. It was just, it, I mean, it's still so high level. But at that time, it was, it, was, it was a language that I didn't even speak. And I had been in the industry for you know, 10 or 15 years at that point. And it was like, right. I, don't, I don't even know what this is. This is so high level. So I, I, could, I could definitely see why you chose to go there. Yeah. And, and after that, I said, you know, if, if I can't even decipher what's what, then I, I got to. I got to go all in on this one. And so that's the one I called. I, I called them and, and spoke with the CDC at the time. And uh, they, they set me up. And by chance, the CDC was Curtis Duffy, who's now doing Ever. And so I, I spoke with him. He set me up with stage. I had to do a, a, a week-long stage. And then I was offered, I was offered a, a spot to, do, to fulfill my externship. Uh, and then from there, it kind of kind of snowballed, if you will. Uh, and now, I was there for you five started years. in the kitchen, right? You started in the kitchen yeah. and then moved, moved into the service team? Yeah, I moved into the front of the house after, after that. Uh, mm-hmm. And I just, I, I, caught, I caught a liking for the front of the house. I caught a liking for interacting with people. And I think that, again, kind of full circle with you know, how I grew up uh, with, you know, uh, being not in, not in those particular terms at that time, but you know, what we all know is in the restaurant industry is guest facing and being in front of guests and, and being hospitable and getting beverages for people and welcome, welcoming people in. Um, I, I just, it, it really came full circle for me. And I said, wow, this is, this is amazing. I, I, I need to, I need to do more of this. Now, now, at that point in time, like we were talking about, the is, is melting brains at that point, just, you know, with such high level food that they're doing, but then you, you take up and then you go across the country and you go work at, uh, maybe at that time, maybe the best restaurant in the world of the French laundry, uh, which is, which is, uh, you know, Thomas Keller's flagship restaurant. And you go over there and you, and you start to work with that team. Yeah. You put it better than I could. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I picked up, I picked up and, and, and went to the West coast and, uh, and somehow, uh, garnered the graces of the, the restaurant gods and 
I was offered a position there and, and, uh, you know, when you're there and you're, you're offered a position, you, you don't say no, you, you say yes, chef and, and go for it. So. Well, it, it's, I got to imagine. So you're working in, at this point in time in your career, you're working at like two of the best restaurants in the United States, if not the world. Um, and when it comes to service, you know, both of these restaurants are known as just, you know, being <clears throat> top of the food chain when it comes to service, but you obviously go out to restaurants and, and you know, what, what is, what is like good service? When was the last time you got good service and what does good service mean to you? Good questions. And thinking about it, I think the last time that my last experience where I was just kind of blown away was when this must have been 2018, I took a trip to uh, the UK. Mm-hmm. And so I was in Europe for, for a little while. And my wife and I went to Core uh, by Claire Smith uh, yeah. in the UK. And at the time, they were not rated. Uh, I think they were still within their first year uh, of opening. With everything we were reading about that, this restaurant was just amazing. And my wife actually surprised me. We happened to be in, in, in London um, around my birthday. Uh, and we were, you know, restaurant people, we were figuring out, okay, planning out where we're going to have lunch, where we're going to have breakfast, where we're going to have dinner, and where we're going to have our in-between snacks, you know, whenever you're in a new place. And uh, she surprised me and said, hey, get dressed, put on your suit. Uh, my sister-in-law was with us on this trip as well. And so she was watching, she was watching the baby. Uh, and me and my wife had a date night that uh, we, we desperately needed and hadn't had in, you know, my son was uh, two plus at that time, so in, in over two years. And uh, we went to CORE, and it was, it was just amazing. The service there, uh, was, it was just spot on. Uh, spot on to the point where it was almost, and what I think I consider to be really great service is um, seamless, attentive, but anticipatory. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so before we even before we even knew that we wanted this, they knew before we did. And so they they just presented it, put it there, mm-hmm. and offered. Um, and it was just it was just yeah, it was, it was really really nice. And so that that same year they got two stars their first year out, and then just recently I think a couple of days ago they were three stars by Michelin. So yeah, I um, saw that. Kudos. Yeah, kudos to them. They deserve it. It, it was a fantastic meal. It's, it's wild that you bring that up because sometimes when I think about the best service experience I had, it was nothing crazy that cost a lot of money. It was, it was at a restaurant in Chicago, Spiaggia, and I went there. Yeah. And I was, I, was, uh, I, was, I was having dinner with uh, a couple of chefs. Beverly Kim of Parachute was one of the chefs that I was having dinner with. And uh, we ordered an ice cream tasting. And so there was three or four uh, small scoops of ice cream and we're all digging in. And this is back when you could all dig in with the same spoon without, <laughs> yeah. without getting sick. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we were all digging into the dulce de leche ice cream and we tasted it's like, wow, that's, that's really good. And the second person digs in is like, that's really good. And the third person digs in, that's really good. And as soon as we finished, before we had even had the opportunity to touch the other ice creams on the plate, the server came and said, I saw you enjoyed the ice cream. I brought you another scoop. Uh, yeah. Like seamless within seconds. And I remember thinking like at that point, it's like, boom, my, my brain exploded. I was like, that to me is that, and uh, that, that service that, uh, that they just anticipate all your needs. They're thinking about it. They, they know what you need before you even know you need it. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it, there was, it, there's, there was a moment in that meal that really had nothing to do with service at our table, mm-hmm. but being that we work in the industry, my wife and I, you know, we had one eye on our table, uh, half of an eye on each other. And then the other half, like, you know, scanning the room to see what was happening around us. And, and, um, we, our waiter, uh, or I'm assuming she was, uh, I think she was the, either the captain or the front waiter there. We were in conversation and she had just finished performing service and marking our table for the next course. And in speaking with her, you know, we were fully engaged in a conversation with her and she had the marking tray in her hand. And for, for people you know, that don't know, what's, what's a marking tray? So a marking tray is essentially anything that you would carry to a table where that would hold silverware for the guests, right? You never want to carry silverware in your bare hands, um, especially now. Uh, but it's anything, a, a small little tray that would hold silverware so that you can then place it on the table for the guests. It's a fresh, fresh new set of you know, mm-hmm. a fork and a spoon and knife, whatever's needed for the, for the course coming up. And so she had just, she had just marked the table. We were, engaged in conversation she knew not to break that conversation as we were kind of bantering back and forth um but noticed that another another captain another server on the floor was walking past her and so that it didn't make us feel uncomfortable by her holding this tray and 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 us kind of getting a visual cue uh, that like, oh, we, we maybe need to hurry it up. You know, as most guests do sometimes when, when you're engaged with people, they're like, oh, I, let me just shut up because I know you have, you're very busy and have a lot of things to do. She desperately wanted to get rid of this tray because it was in front of her and she was, I could just see that like, okay, she, won't, she like, I know she has something to do. She knows she has something to do, but we're in this conversation. Let's have this conversation. Um, and she so smoothly placed this marking tray behind her back. The other server came just around her, grabbed the tray and walked right off so that everybody was good. So it didn't give any false visuals of, I need to get away from this table. It made the point of her saying, no, I'm engaged in this conversation. We're going to have this conversation. This is the service that I'm providing at your table right now. And it was, it was the like, CIA it was talked the most- about how to do the drop without getting caught. Yeah, it was, so, it was so beautiful. And I was like, man, you guys, you guys have it, right? Like you guys have it spot on. Like the service here is really beautiful and it's seamless. And you are talking with each other without talking to each other. It was, it was really beautiful. So for people that don't know, um, I met you through your wife. So uh, your wife, Alice, is an incredible chef. And, she, you know, her and I used to work together. Um, she was one of, the, one of the chefs on my team. And, you know, honestly, one of the most amazing chefs I've ever worked with. She wanted to put on these pop-up dinners. And so she, her and I had spoken. She says, hey, I'm, I'm putting on this pop-up dinner. And you and I had met a couple of times. We had never, I had never really seen you work before. I just knew you as Alex, Alice's husband. And she was doing yeah. this pop-up dinner. She said, you know, Alex is going to run the front of the house. And, you know, I'm her sous chef for the day. And I'm in the back helping her plate or whatever. And I remember you got up and I was watching you work. Uh, and, I, and I just remember thinking, holy shit, this guy's good. Like I, I, I was watching you work and I was like, I don't think I've ever, ever seen anyone manage a room and work a room as well as you did. You know, all the details, all the, 
you know, the, the, the level of attention to detail, the finesse that you had, I was like, wow, this, this guy's really good. And, we, and you know, it was obviously, a, you know, Alice is obviously, you know, a phenomenal chef. So it was a great meal, great service. Um, and I just remember thinking after that, I was like, man, I'd love to work with Alex one day. And what people may or may yeah. not know is that uh, we opened the Fairmont Hotel um, in 2017 and our restaurant Garrison, um, which is, you know, our more upscale restaurant inside the hotel, uh, when we were trying to build a team, um, you know, David Garcelon, who was the, the director of food and beverage at the time, was looking for someone. And I said, I, I got your guy. And he says, Who's, who is it? I said, I, I got the guy. I said, I just want you to meet him. Um, I, I remember reaching out to you. And I, I was thinking, kind of hope Alex wants to work with me, please. Um, uh, but, it, but it worked out. And, you know, we, we ended up uh, planning the garrison, the opening, the culinary, the service. And you were a big part of that. And we got to open the hotel together. I'm sure those were very fond memories in your mind. Yeah, yeah. They, they were, it was, you know, I had never opened a hotel before. I've never worked in a hotel before. So it was a brand new experience that I wanted to dive into. And there was, man, was that something else. Like to think of the, the, the scope of, of that whole project was just massive. Yeah, it was definitely a crazy, crazy, crazy time. And, you know, one of the things that I, um, that I really appreciated about when we worked together in Garrison is, you know, obviously your attention to detail, but you brought a lot of really cool things to the dining room. Uh, you know, I remember you brought the port tongs um, and you were, you were, yeah. you were doing that, that we would, we would heat up in the, in the wood burning grill for table side service. You had this very mysterious box that would go on the table. Uh, yeah. that, loved, <laughs> that had a story in there for, for people that don't know. Uh, Alex, oh, the box. Alex, oh, the Alex, box. <laughs> Alex custom, uh, custom made these boxes that would go on the table. And inside, it had a, uh, almost like a secret compartment where uh, you could open up the box and fiddle with it, things that were in there. There was uh, photographs in there that might tell the story of the restaurant. Uh, there was a little uh, a little notepad where people could leave notes. Um, you know, they could say, order this, or hey, you know, we, we got engaged on this day. So th the next people that would come in after them, they would get to read the notes of the previous person yeah. uh, that was there. It was, it was really engaging, but what's really cool is later on during service, uh, you would reveal another trap door in the box, um, and there would be some mignardies in there that uh, that the culinary uh, team would make that was, uh, that, that was part of it. So it was, it was a really cool interactive centerpiece. And I think that was like one of the coolest things that you did. One of the coolest things, but the coolest thing that you did for me, uh -oh. Uh -oh. in my opinion, was uh, you created this uh, dessert menu and you had the idea uh, oh, yeah. to, to almost, uh, you sketched out the desserts, you know, you turned the dessert menu into a piece of art. So there was no descriptions. Yeah. It was just, you know, you would, you would draw it out. And then it would be folded up and it would kind of, it would, it would kind of come at the end of the, uh, at the end of the meal so people could discover it. I mean, where do you come up with this yeah. crazy stuff? I'm not sure. I, I was, you know, the great thing about, the great thing about that project um, was that uh, I was there from the very beginning. Uh, and so those ideas had a chance to really live, right? And, 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 you know, it was one of those things where there's several of us in the room and we would just throw ideas up on the wall and see which one stuck right and and i was fortunate where a couple of my ideas stuck and that happened to be one of them and um it was a thing that i you know i i always doodled and sketched uh, especially as a kid now as an adult as you can kind of see in my background i still i'm still up to the same antics but it, it was it was something that i thought hey what if what if i just what if we just draw the desserts and we'll 
fold it and make it look like an envelope and put it in front of people and, and, and see what they do with it and see if it, see if it goes or if people are like, ah, this is, this is pretty stupid. This is pretty whack. Yeah, it should do something else. But people really took to it. And, uh, and I, you know, I don't think I'm the first one to ever do that. I, I don't know of any other places doing it. I'm, I wasn't trying to steal an idea, but um, uh, at that time, at that moment, at that point, uh, it was original to me and to us. And so it, it was one of those things that kind of stuck. And, um, and I, I think, obviously, I'm not there anymore, but I think they're still doing it, if I'm they, not they mistaken. Do it. Yeah. They do it, and I do it now in crayon. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> no, we 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 have someone else draw it. I don't know how to draw. It was really cool, and it was sealed up in this beautiful little package, and it would it would arrive uh, it would arrive to the guest, um, you know, kind of like with this this wax seal that was made, you know, old old time. It looked like it was sealed with a signet ring. Um, and the guests would uh, yeah. guests would open it up, and I'll tell you what, you know, it's an interesting study in in uh, in sales because I want to say more than fifty percent of the people ordered dessert in the restaurant simply because of the yeah. menu. Uh, yeah. You know, it was it was something that they would look at. It was different. Um, the fact that it was interactive, I think a lot a lot more people um, decided to order dessert because of it. Um, and it's something that you know it's part of the the Alex legacy that continues on in the Garrison restaurant. Um, that that was probably uh, you know a signature that you created that that the legacy lives on. Um, but with that being said, uh, you know I, that was when I discovered that you had this 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 uh, you know tremendous art talent. But now you've kind of you you've, you're kind of doing a little bit more of that. And you want to tell us a little bit about you know the things that you're doing now with the art? Yeah, um, I I've. Uh had the opportunity to have a little bit of more, a uh, little bit more time on my hands, uh, if you will, um, idle time, uh, so to speak, and just trying not to let it go to waste. And so I've always been interested in art, always been, uh, like I mentioned, uh, a doodler and, and a sketcher, uh, if you will. And up until recently, I really started to kind of dive into it head first and, you know, getting large canvases, getting paint, really going about trying to find a process that works for me within my studio. Uh, and so really exploring all of that uh, has, I, I found that it's been uh, really therapeutic for me. It is an outlet for me as well. We haven't been uh, able to be as creative uh, as, as we want to be. Uh, in the restaurant industry with, you know, a lot of shutdowns and having to pivot to, uh, to go. Um, and so because of that, you know, not having that guest facing interaction, uh, it's, it's, uh, you know, my art has kind of been, been really important for me uh, during that time. And so it's a way for me to, to just, just let out some of that creativity that, uh, that that's wanting to, wanting to make its way out. So. So, so where do people see your work right now? Right now, I'm, I'm in the process of getting a, a website together. But at the moment now, people can go on my Instagram uh, and view kind of what I'm, what I'm doing, what's in progress uh, at the moment. And uh, I'm hoping to put together enough to, to get a show going, to have a, a solo show of sorts. But uh, Instagram is the best way to check out what I'm doing now. It's, and it's fairly easy, I think. Uh, AlexanderGonzalez.art um, on Instagram. Uh, they, can, they can check me out there and see what I'm working on and 
DM me for inquiries and uh, questions, anything, anything at all, really. It looks super cool. I mean, the stuff that I've seen, I, you know, I, I, I think I saw a bone that you drew, uh, like, like yeah. stuff, stuff that looks, I mean, it's, it, I, I don't, I, I look at it as like, I, I, it looks beautiful. I wish I could appreciate it more by understanding it more. I, I don't have the artistic talent that you do, but I mean, it, 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 clearly you're extremely, you're extremely talented. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a really good outlet for me and it, it, it's a really good confidence builder, right? Like as, as a kid, I was terribly, terribly, terribly shy, like so shy. It was, uh, it was almost unbearable. And, you know, through the years, uh, I've had a really great support system and those close in my circle have been, you know, pushing me to, Hey, you should, you should do this. You really should try this, try it here. I'm going to, you know, they'd show up with canvases at the house and say, Hey, look what I got. And it's like, ah, well, what are you trying to do there? You're trying dropping, dropping major hints, uh, to me. And, you know, I've, the support system I have is, is amazing. And, um, they've really pushed me really explore and do as much as I can. And so I've, uh, you know, I finally gotten the hint and, uh, I, you know, starting to set aside time to, to be in the studio, to paint, to, to draw to sketch, just to, you know, some, some days I just sit in here and do nothing but think um, about what the next step is going to be for me with a particular canvas or uh, just, you know, looking at sketchbooks. And so it's, it's uh it's been a nice uh a nice uh, outlet for me for sure one of the worst questions that we get is you know as a chef and you know what's coming it's like what does everyone ask a chef for the first time well, what's what's your specialty what's your, yeah what's your <laughs> what you, no 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 it's not specialty what's your signature dish like yes. oh what's your boy, signature dish or what, what's your specialty <laughs> and I, yeah. it's, it's, I i think i just need to come up with one i need to come up with a standard answer so when they say what's your specialty i'm going to say yeah, duck laurent just shut it down like <laughs> yeah just, you, just you shut should, it down you should, yeah yeah you should you should but i i think if you're going to do it though go all the way with it right like not even something that they might recognize you got to go <laughs> all the way sideways with it and just like you, you got to go back in the encyclopedia for it you know for the right answer and have yeah. people just scratching their heads like what did he just say i, I, so, I don't even know what that is something out of escoffier's Guide culinaire yeah go you back. gotta go way back yes, all the way and, all the way and the thing that people don't understand is when you're a trained chef like you're you're good at cooking. That that's that's what you're good at. You're good at techniques. You're not necessarily good at dishes. You're good at techniques, and those techniques become, you know, the the foundation for thousands and thousands of dishes that you're able to prepare. And, and uh, I, guess, I guess when you're not in the industry, that's that's kind of hard to understand. That like it's yeah. like going up to someone that that works for Nike and say, what what which one's your best shoe? Uh, it's like, well, they're they're all great. I could I I designed them all. They're they're all they're all different and unique in their own way and I'm, I'm sure that's you know analogous to to your paintings like what's 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 your favorite what's your favorite technique when it comes to art Alex uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's pretty much the same thing yeah you're right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much the same thing yeah <laughs> but well anyway brother it was it was it was good to see you uh say hi to Alice for me say hi to Roan oh, um oh. I, I wish uh, I wish this was in person. Soon we'll get past COVID, and it'll it'll be yeah. it'll be good to catch up in person. 
uh, miss working with you, but you know, congratulations on all the success. The art looks amazing. Um, and people could find it at alexandergonzalez.art on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's me, absolutely. When the restaurant's uh, back in service, they could come see you at Next in Chicago, uh, part of the yeah. Alinea group. Yeah, they can come and check me out and, uh, and say hi, for sure. Good. All right, brother. Well, it was, it was nice to see you, and we'll talk soon. We'll talk soon. Thank you so much, man.